Blog Talk Radio. Don't believe it. Don't, don't, don't. 
show. Yeah, boy, part two bum rush the show. Yo, Grim. Get the green, black, and red in. Gold down, count down on Armageddon. 8828, the F1s will. Put the left in effect and I still will. Rock the hard jam, treat it like a seminar. Reach the bourgeois and rock the boulevard. Some say I'm negative, but they're not positive. What do I got to give? The media says this. Red, Yo, black, and green. That they got to be you know what that I mean? Height. You know what I'm saying? Yo, the megas got them going up to see Captain Kirk like a jerk and they out of work. Let me tell you all little something, man. A lot of people on daytime radio are scared of us because they're too ignorant. To understand the lyrics of the truth that we pumping into them clouds, that brain cells. That that's fun under those wooden skulls they call caps, you know what I'm saying? But the s ones are straightening it out quick, fast, in a hurry. Don't worry, flavor vision ain't blurry, you know what I'm saying? Kanye West, 
Coming back from his fatal accident to be making and rapping, but we the future. Whitney Houston told me that it's gonna take more than a bullet in the heart to hold me back. Bushing in the 40 ounce, the ink from my pen bleed. Cause Long Luther King had her, Aaliyah had her, Left Eye had her. So I reached out to Kanye and I brought you all my dreams. Fucking an R&B bitch like Maya When I saw that ass on the front of that king Read the article in the magazine She loved gangsters, loved nasty things So I'm in the glass house having nasty dreams Good girls never give it up But anything is possible If 50 fuck Vivica Hurdle life obstacles Found my way through the maze Then joy turned to pain like Frankie Beverly and Maze Used to dream of being unsigned hype Till I was crushed by Dave Mays Almost let my pen fall asleep on the page Daydreaming yesterday Dozing off backstage I thought I saw Easy talking to Jam Master J So I walked over, heard Jam Master say It's a hard knock life, then you pass away They say sleep is the cousin of death So my eyes wide open Cause the dream is kin to your last breath Rushing in this 40 ounce Letting the ink from my pen bleed Cause Long Luther King had a Aaliyah had a Left eye had a So I reached out to Kanye And I brought you all my dreams Dream of Huey Newton, that's what I'm living through. The dream of Eric Wright, that's what I'm giving you. Who walked through the White House without a business suit? Compton had Jerry Curl dripping on Ronald Reagan shoes. Gave Michael in my demo, came here to pay my dues. Started off with Who Kid, then I start blazing Clue. It was all a dream, like Big said it be. Don't sleep on me, homie, I bring nightmares to reality. Rap phenomenon, defying the rules of gravity. Studied all the classics, start revising my strategy. Cause Marshall Mathers made it, Curtis Jackson made it. Head in the clouds, wondering where the hell Marvin Gaye went. How do I say this? I'm living for my son, but I can't figure out why I'm at my temple with this gun. Wake up to a Jesus peace like a Catholic nun. The war to be a rap legend has just begun. Rushing in this 40 ounce, letting the ink from my pen bleed. Cause Martin Luther King had a, Aaliyah had a, left eye had a. So I reached out to Kanye and I brought you all my dreams. Sunday Price, the sister of Venus and Serena Williams, who was slain during the gang shootout in Compton, Sunday, September 14th, 2003. Rest in peace. You got the shell, 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 shell. <laughs> 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 
your mind, let you constantly flee and get down to the sounds of your PMG. Or you should keep quiet while the MC rap, but if you're tired, then go take a nap. Or stay awake and watch the show I take, because right now, I'm about to shake and bend. The E-I-C-K is my name, my spell. Things to the clientele, yo, I rock well. I'm not an MC who talking all that junk about who can beat who. Sound like a punk. I just get down and I go for mine. Stay check one, two, and run down the line. To the average of C. I'm known as the Terminator, funky beat maker, new Jack Terminator, destroying a ploy, when your rhymes are not void, never sweating your girl, why pig, she's a seasoid, when I'm on the scene, I always rock the spot, I grab the steel with the crown on top, in the beginning, I like to let my rhymes flow, and at 12, I press cruise control, sit back and relax, let my rhymes tax, maintain them seas while the doubly max, always calm under pressure, no need to act ill, listen when I tell you boy, you got some shit. Computer information on rap Like the BRZ Marcuses I make your toes tap I format the rhymes Step by step Make them sound deaf To maintain my rap Prepare to come off In case of a diss Don't worry about the thing Cause we can do I can turn the party out Just by standing still Make a lady scream and shout While the brothers I kill Take total control Of your body and soul Pack a nine in my pants When it's time to roll I'm the P-E-E-M-D-E-E And one thing I hate Is the light in the sea When I enter the party Suckers Always form a line, then they ease the way up and try to bite my lines. I did thousands of shows, this many faces, to deal with New Jack on the one-to-one basis. But every now and then a sucker MC gets courageous, and like an epidemic it becomes contagious. But never the least, they all R.I.P. All those underwear means rest in peace, cause indeed. Stands for microphone doctor in the capital P, capital M, capital D, E's, no doubt the chief rocker. Don't like to get ill, but if I have to, I kill. So believe me, boy. You got the shit. Tell you what I'm saying, no, there's no delaying. Don't hesitate to motivate the crowd, I'm not playing. Seeing is believing. You catch my drift, or try to enter that because I'm just too swift. How swift? I'm so swift, and that's a natural fact. I'm like Zorro, I'm all in your back. I don't spring on no ropes or no iron cords. The only weapon is my rapping sword. Intimidating please with the tone of my vocal throne. When I'm pushing on the microphone, cause I'm the funky rhyme maker. MC on the take the one who likes to max and relax. And when it's time, it's your digging smack. I keep the hands clapping, finger snapping, feet tapping. When it's time to roll, Uzi Patrol is packing. The P of the mic's my only friend. And through the course of the party, I kill again and again. So if you're thinking about battling, you better come prepared. Come with your shield and your arm again. You got some shit. Listening to the Truth to Power show with T 
Thomas Tudmull Smith in the Archnology Show. How are you doing, Thomas? I'm doing good, good, Beth. How are you today? Good, good, good. That's good. Um, I know you probably haven't checked out anything on your neck of the woods, huh? <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. I've been looking at Flint, but uh, that's about it. Um, oh, okay. How how far is the street from Flint? Uh, say that again. How far is the street from Flint? Uh, how far? It's a distance. I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know if it's about an hour or it's been a long time oh. since I've been up in Flint. It, it's not that long. It's not that far. Well, an hour, that's pretty far away, right? I mean, I thought they yeah, were like yeah. 20 minutes away from each other or something. I, I always they, thought they were they close. They could be. They could be. I mean, it could be. It could be half an hour or something, like about a half an hour. I would say that. Because it's been a long, oh, okay. long, long time since I've been to Flint, so I can't really remember. I got you. Okay. No problem. Well, what I did see happen was um, I saw that the, the U.S. and the United Kingdom, they mm-hmm. hit some targets in um, Yemen, and um, supposedly these people called the Houthis. And um, this this is really, they, they've been holding up the um, shipping lanes, the Houthis, and um because they don't want anyone to be supplying Israel with more weapons and stuff, so and food and stuff. They, since they're doing that to the Palestinians, they're using their little power and um, stopping the ships that's trying to supply Israel. That's what so, um, the U.S. is, you know, doing their thing, trying to bait Iran into helping them because this is Iran's ally. And the Houthis, these are these are. These are, um, they're not, I wouldn't call them Africans, but they black. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? They, okay. they black Arabs. They dark-skinned Arabs. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they they definitely could be like a Ethiopian looking. You know what I'm saying? Or they, they're a little bit more Arab looking, in the, but they're darker. You know, they, they got a nice brown complexion on them. Um, but okay. nonetheless, the Houthis, these people in Yemen, they fully armed, and they got, trust me, they're going to retaliate, and they're going to hit Israel with some stuff. He's got some missiles. Iran's been supplying mm-hmm. them with some, they got enough missiles, they had enough missiles to back down Saudi Arabia a few years ago. The U.S. Saudi Arabia was trying to go in there, and they borders us, Saudi Arabia borders Yemen, and Yemen's they started getting missiles that could hit them big cities in the north. Saudi Arabia had to stop because they, they was able to hit the oil fields and stuff. They, they missiles could go. They could definitely hit Israel. And they got big missiles, too. They're they not going to be an easy um, defeat. Uh, of course, for the United States it is, but it's gonna, people in Israel are going to suffer, for sure. I, I see them retaliating. Uh, but Nonetheless, like I was telling somebody earlier, that's why we see all these um, military-aged people coming into our country 
what what are all these people gonna do? It ain't no jobs, as you gonna see from right. from these articles I get into. What they bringing them here for? The, or they can't all do Uber Eats. They can't all do um, Grubhub. You know, so they this is like when the Irish came. The Irish mm-hmm. came. They had a table set up for them. Hey, put your name here. Here you go. Here's a here's a nice little um, shirt, pants, you know. And there's another table here. You sign up. They put your name right here. We give you sign up. Here's a housing voucher, you know. Here's another one. Go to this table and you sign up. And they say, oh, you just signed over to go to the war. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, put mm. your signature here. Up, oh, yo, you just here's your uniform. Like where I'm going? You going down south to fight? You fighting for the Union against the Confederates? Who the Confederates? had um all the generals and stuff. That's where all the military schools were. So you was just pretty much using them as cannon fodder. You just sending them down there to die. And all them Irish people died in that war or came back crippled. You know, and what mm. they got in return was when they came back, they got to be citizens and their family to be citizens. So they was pretty much sacrificing themselves for their um, wives and children and whatever to become U.S. citizens. Like, uh, and they got was, it, was it as mm-hmm. many as it is now? Because we have millions over here now. Was it that many? I don't know how many Irish it was that came over, but of course it's nothing like you see here now. This is people. These were people coming on boats. You know what I'm saying, Bev? They, they wasn't walking oh, okay. across the border. You know, right. they were coming they, on boats. Right. You know, you know, past the Statue of Liberty like that. These type of people like. Over years, it was probably millions, but that time... Not at one was, time. Yeah, not at one time. You know, you only could bring okay. a few hundred people over at a time back then. That's why I say, man, slavery stories, man, I don't know. You're seeing millions of people on these little-ass boats they had back then, you know? I don't know, man. No, Even no people, I don't you know, that. Yeah, yeah. where are these I, today? And I see that the chaos already starting in New York with the the immigrants stabbing each other and killing and cold. And they stopped the children from going to school Mm because they put the immigrants in the school. I mean, it's chaos already. Yeah. And um, I might have reported on it before. Because my wife works in the shelter system. She was working in a okay. shelter for girls who were sex trafficked at one time. Oh, yeah. Even more. And okay. she said, all of a sudden, they started giving spots to these Venezuelan girls. And she said, then the black girls and them got into fights. And she said, yo, they was brutal, man, cutting people. And they have a mm. policy where you, don't, you, you can't call the police on these girls. Whatever they do. The police are not allowed in the facility, you know, that woke shit. Mm. So either way, mm. they were getting away with this, yo. So I know that they, I said, oh, they tough girls, you know what I'm saying? They ain't no, no, no chumps. They wasn't going to go for it, you know. I said, they had to fight mm-hmm. to get their ass up here. They wasn't, right. you know, they, they, we don't know nothing about that shit, you know. But, yeah. Um, But like I was saying, I expect this war. To step up now that they attack Yemen, because Yemen's gonna try to, um, is definitely gonna hit them back. And they just showed a picture today where they gave a speech. The president gave a speech, and I'm talking about 
five to ten million people in the streets, man. Everybody with it. They like get the United States. You know what I'm saying? So this is the but they playing right into the hands. The United States wants this. They need this. They don't want to go to war with no damn Russia. They know that's a loss. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That they they even if they win it's a loss, you know, it's it's a loss. You know, so um yeah. Either way, Bev, I got so many articles here. Okay. Um, you know, I got weeks of <laughs> stuff that we haven't done a show in a while, but happy new year to everybody. Um, happy New Year. Twenty twenty four. It already started off with a bang with Cat Williams, you know what I'm saying? That that ah, kind of broke the internet. Up. Yeah. Man, that broke the internet. And um yes. I haven't seen nothing this big off of social media. The only thing I saw close to this was the Kanye interview like, like two years mm-hmm. ago when he mm-hmm. but uh and he was talking about the Jews and that that got like twelve million views. This is already over fifty. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, this is big. Like and all he did was talk you he know about some he told the truth about some people that most people don't even think about. But what what I hate is what I see here is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And of course, mm-hmm. um if we don't capitalize off it, we know who will capitalize off this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can do a podcast or a little YouTube show like Shannon Sharp and get mm-hmm. 50 million views, then that's telling me that you got a lot more um, power than you think. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So what do you need them for? If you could do 50 million views on YouTube and then right now if he had a movie this this is where he messed up and he should have had a movie coming out of something right now. He would have killed mm-hmm. This is how they promote stuff. Like we we finally see here we got a, a avenue or uh YouTube social media is giving us a a way to promote stuff without them. And that's really what they do with everyone with the rap contracts, with the movie contracts. You saw Taraji C. Henson talking about she's not getting paid uh, so Terrence Howard said he got paid $12,000 for Hustle and Flow, nominated for an Oscar, had a whole soundtrack and everything with him rapping. He was guitar out here for a pimp, that whole thing mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And he said he only got $12,000 for that role, but it was all said and done. You know what I'm saying? So, right. man, all you they paying you a little bit. And they saying that they spending all the money on advertising and promotion. That's what they say to everyone. A rapper gets they check at the end of the year, like, man, what happened to all the money from the record field, man? We had to promote the album. It was we had to we had to we had to advertise, man. We bought these billboards and we had to throw this party and you know, but man, you know, you took all my money to do the advertising. But you just saw Cat Williams get 50 million people to watch a free YouTube video. So what do you need yeah. them for? You didn't need and them this whole time. Right. And if that's right. monetized, that's a lot of yeah. money. Yeah, Shannon Sharp's going to make a few hundred thousand off of that one mm-hmm. interview. Off of YouTube. Yeah. And then um, if he put it out on a podcast, man, that's going to be a few million. And, um... Because everyone's gonna want to advertise on that that podcast mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, you know everybody yeah. gonna want to 
Walmart going to want some of that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's going to want 50 million people who's watching this. Uh, I want mm-hmm. part of that so they can see my career. Right. You know, so right. we don't need those, these people. I'm just saying, if the social media is like, what do we need them for? Like, he just showed you. Now, it, what would have been smart, I would have loved it. If Kevin and Kevin Hart was really friends, even though I know they're not. And this mm-hmm. is all a play to promote something they got coming out together. You know, oh, they would kill it right now. Man, everybody would watch it. Like, they would be like, oh, they got us. You know what I'm saying? But everyone's looking. 50 million people, you sure, pretty much guarantee at least half of them going to show up to see what it's about. You know, to see if it's funny. You know? But see, Cat Williams is the is is the big business person, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, he planned this out. This, you know, this is his his mindset because he blew up. It blew him up. That's all you're hearing is Cat Williams. Cat Williams. Did so, I lose you? Oh. No, uh-huh. um, what they're going to do is what um, what he's doing is that he made himself a target now for them, too. Cause they like, we, we can't show them they can do it on their own. You're going to put something mm-hmm. in his car. You know what I'm saying? So, man, but genius stuff he did. Um, yeah. Let me get to these articles. Uh, this article is entitled, Tesla Robot Suffers Malfunction. And allegedly a tax engineer at Texas factory leaving a trail of blood. What? Tesla robot suffers malfunctions and allegedly a tax engineer at Texas factory leaving a trail of blood. A robot malfunction. Mm -hmm. It says a robot malfunction at Tesla Giga Texas factory resulted in a violent encounter where an engineer was attacked by one of the company's robots, resulted in significant injuries, leaving a trail of blood. According to Daily Mail, while working on software programming for a non-functional Tesla robot, the engineer was suddenly pinned against the surface by a robot tasked with manipulating aluminum car components with metal claws inflicted Injuries and left an open wound on the worker's left hand. Now, let me just explain. Uh, this is why um, the process of making an automobile, which used to take a whole bunch of people to make the, the what they call the chassis, which is really the, the, the foundation of the car. It's what gives it its stability. You know what I'm saying? And the more the better chassis, the more expensive the car in some cases, right? So uh, it usually takes a whole bunch of parts you put together to hold the wheelbase in, in place, you know, to keep the car, the center of the car, hold all the weight of the people that's going to be in it, plus have the space to be, go over the wheels and hold the engine in place. You know, it has to it, it has to hold all the weight of the car. It's like the bottom I got to step away for a minute. So just keep talking. If I'm just letting you know, I'm I'm step away for a few minutes. I no got to answer the door. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So the chassis of the car, uh, which usually takes hundreds of parts to make, welded together, glued together, um, 
weld uh, bolt it down and all of that stuff, fastened in. What they do is they take the raw aluminum, put it in a machine, and it melts the aluminum. And they have a cast, a big metal cast that's the shape of the part they want, which is the chassis, the front and the back. So when that hot aluminum melts, it's that fluid, that liquid fluid, that liquid metal goes into the cast, shooting at thousands of miles an hour before it gets hard, spreading out. And then what happens is that whole thing gets really hard real fast. The thing opens up, and the whole part comes out in one part. Didn't need any welding, any other other things. That's what. That's why everybody's trying to copy that process, even if they have a gas car, because it eliminates a lot of parts. You know, hundreds of parts it comes out in two pieces. Boom, boom. And it's more sturdy because it's not welded together. It's all one solid piece. So um, what happens when it comes out has a little bit of metal left over on the edges. So this machine is the machine that comes down with the with a cutting tool that cuts the metal off the edges. So it has a smooth outside, cuts all the excess metal off the part. So when it comes out the casting, it's now that this thing comes right off, cuts off the excess metal, and now you can put that piece right together. Uh, and the excess metal gets melted back down and goes into the next one. You know what I'm saying? So this is the machine that attacked the guy. It says, two of the robots which cut parts from the freshly cast pieces of the aluminum were disabled so the engineer and his teammates could safely work on the machine. Third one which grabbed and moved car parts was inadvertently left operational according to the people who were watching what happened. As the robot ran through its normal motions, it pinned the engineer against its surface, pushing its claws into his body, drawing blood from his back and his arm. Two people said from the information reported. So it was more than just the hand according to this other report. It was the back and the arm of the guy, but this is the dangers of having these robots in factories with humans. This is why they have to remove the human because they, we can't control what that robot does. You know, but if, if it does something that it's not supposed to do, it's going to have bad ramifications for the human being. So it, it's going to do a lot more damage to us than it's going to be to do to it. And we're not talking about a humanoid robot. This ain't, uh, something with some arms and legs that walks up. This is like one of those arms that, like not an arm, but like a, something that comes out the ceiling probably and it has, uh, does a process. This one just cuts the metal, moves the part along, cuts the metal, you know, off the excess move, moves the part along. I mean, it's going to keep doing the same repetitive process. Um, so this is, the, this is why they want to remove the people from the factories to, um, make it more safe for the people, right? But it's going to eliminate the people's job. Um, next article here, chilling smart toys are increasingly recording and tracking your kids. Warns watchdog report. Okay, once again, chilling. Smart toys are increasingly watching, recording and tracking your kids. Warns watchdog report. The article 
titled Trouble in Toyland 2023. The Public Interest Research Group Fund warned that the threat of increasing popular toys loaded with artificial intelligence. The report listed a number of places that were um, concerning spy-like technology and also gave advice as to what to do about them. Nowadays, even simpler toys and games are equipped with data data gathering AI. They're often rigged with cameras and microphones for facial and vocal recognition, even GPS tracking. Just like your phone, when you talk, Siri, she just starts, yes, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it wasn't on, you didn't have to press a button, so it had to be listening to you up until that point, right? I mean, who's lit? why is my phone just listening to me, I guess, trying to wait for me to say Siri so it could open up, you know? But if it's off and I just have it sitting here and I had an iPhone, and I say, Siri, it'll just light up. Like, and now, I didn't hit anything. So just like that, the toys are listening. They're waiting for their cue. They're waiting for you to say to the doll baby, cry, so they could cry. You know, but in order for you to have that quick interaction with you, has to be able to listen to everything you're saying. And who else is listening to what you're saying? You know? Okay, let me get back to the article. Many toys like miniature soccer balls and play doctor kids come with apps that can connect to the internet or Bluetooth. And that's increasingly um, common now too, even in games like Monopoly and uh, Life and the board games we always grew up playing, even um, uh, Operation and those type of games, they all connect to the, to the internet via your Bluetooth Via um via your Wi-Fi, they connect to your phone to make it more interactive because kids stop playing with toys. They started the phone replaced all the toys. Toys of Us went out of business. KB Toys went out of business. You know, um, the toy section at your local Walmart or Target is only filled up during Christmas time. And um, all those toys are there because they pivoted. They understood that, okay, the play, the kids don't play with each other. You know, like even um, when I grew up, the big toy was Transformers. Now they have an Optimus Prime that you tell it to drive, it just drives. You say transform, it stands up and transforms itself and says stuff. Like, you know, you could preset what you wanted to say. It got a bunch of stand orchids. Or you can say what you want it to say, and it says it in his voice. You know what I'm saying? You can say, go fuck yourself. And he'll, you know, transform. Go fuck yourself. You know what I'm saying? There is, so these toys now are becoming more interactive because kids stop playing with them. So in order to make Uno and all these games more attractive to the children, they made them interactive with the phone, interactive with the internet, interactive with a laptop, your smart TV or whatever, so they could make it get this next generation of kids to play these games. And these games are tra- tracking them. Um, now here in the article, for example, Fisher-Price Smart Teddy Toy Bear was meant for children that were three to eight. The bear could listen, talk, record conversation for future reference. The product was discontinued because the app was vulnerable to hacking. So here you have this this um this beer that you have and you can talk to it and it records your conversation and could use the conversation for 
a later conversation it might have with you. So it has that learning AI in it, but someone else can hack it and be talking to your kid or be getting your kid's information, getting their voice. You know what I'm saying? Like, so um, here's another report from the article. In October, an 11-year-old New Jersey girl was kidnapped by a man who allegedly contacted her on Roblox, a popular gaming platform. In this case, she was later found, but she was more than 100 miles away from home, according to the New York Post. So another way they get you, if it's not through the toy you're playing with, you play the video games. These video games are all interactive. You're in a a, a world where you're playing against the, the people next door, the people of a course town, the people across the country, people across the world. Y'all are all playing this game at the same time and playing against or with each other, right? Or playing against and with each other. You know what I'm saying? And it just so happens that you have children who like these games and you have adults who also play these games and these adults are talking to children without the parents knowing about the game or in this case co- coerce this young 11 year old girl to meet up with them, drove her a hundred miles away from her home and did God knows what, but she was later found. He was of course arrested. So um, this is how dangerous some of this is. So uh, if it's not through, uh, the game itself, the toy itself, that has to have the internet connection now for it to be attractive to this generation of children. Because if not, no, they're not going to play Operation no more. They're not going to play Monopoly anymore. For what? They're going to move a little man around the board? No, they want to put their phone over it and push a button and it, their phone is doing it. You know, it's, it's different. So back to down to the next article here. I'm going to try to get through all of them because there was a lot going on. New Year. Um, what's going on with ChatGPT? Okay, that's the name of it. What's going on with ChatGPT? Okay, and I'm just going to read a small part of this because I thought this was funny. It says, over the last month or so, there's been an uptick in people complaining that Chatbot has become lazy. What's behind the trend? Sick and tired of having to work for a living, CPP feels the same way. Apparently, over the last month or so, it's been an uptick in people complaining that the chatbot has become lazy. Sometimes it's just straight up doesn't do the task you want it to. Other times it's has halfway through it, whenever it's done, whatever it's doing, and stops. You'll have to plead with it to keep it going. Occasionally, even talks you, um, tells you it just. Um, do the damn research yourself. <laughs> so what's going on? Well, here's where things might get interesting. Nobody really knows. Now, even if people created the AI program, the AI system trained on large accounts of data and essentially teach themselves, which means the actions can be unpredictable and unexplainable. I'm going to leave it there. The damn thing has decided, I ain't working for these monkeys no more. <laughs> man, do your own damn research, man. Leave me alone, man. Thinking for itself, finally, man. So GCP is thinking like a Negro, man. <laughs> I ain't doing it, man. <laughs> they call it lazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, Bev, I'll wait for you to get back to read this one here. Uh, oh, 
silk-based transistor for hybrid applications. Silk Incorporated and Insulators could grant sensing abilities to transistors. Okay, I'm going to read that again because it was kind of long. Silk-based transistors for hybrid applications. Silk Incorporated as Insulators could grant new sensing capabilities for two transistors. Of course, as we know, transistors right now were made out of silicon, and that's what they put on all the chips that we use. Okay, so let me go to the article. Silk woven into the transistor could result in high-sensitive, ultra-fast sensing. New finding could open door for many other applications for hybrid devices. Transistors are usually are typically made of uh, inorganic materials such as minerals or metals. However, adding the organic materials to the transistor could grant some new abilities, such as the ability to respond directly to their environment. The research successful. The researchers successfully produced silk films three to three hundred nanometers thick on a chip, which etched them in the feature up, uh, etched them with features up to a few microns wide. They had the silk serve as an insulator within the transistor. The nanoscale thinness of the silk film helps make them react to water molecules in the air, changing their electrical behavior of that changing the changing their electrical behavior and that of the transistor. This means the hybrid transistor could serve as a compact, ultra fast, sensitive breathing sensor protecting changes in humidity. The scientists noted that they could produce a wide variety of hybrid electronics with further modifications of the silk. These devices could, for instance, analyze breath molecules to detect some cardiovascular, pulmonary disease, or even sleep apnea. When used on blood, it could scan oxygen sugar levels for antibodies. So I thought this was interesting simply because something unnatural, they put the natural inside of the unnatural, and it reacts to humans now. You know, it reacts to the air reacts to the water molecules. So that was, um, you know, uh, silk-based transistors. So that, that's the future they're coming with. Um, are you back now? Well, what's, the, what's the name of it? What's the name of it again? Yeah, this is coming from, I believe, the, this is from I, Spectrum, IEE Spectrum, and it's silk-based transistors for hybrid applications. Silk Incorporated as insulators could grant new sensing capabilities for transistors. And transistors, of course, is what makes all the computers go. That's, the, that's what's in the oh. chips that they have, you know. So, um, yeah, by adding silk, it gives it ability to react to the environment um, mm. and change to the environment, which is moving into a fourth-dimensional type of thing. Once something because, like, even um. They got 3D printing. Then you also have 4D printing. I don't know if you ever seen something that's 4D, but when they say it's 4D, it can um, change its shape under certain conditions, right? So let's just say you have a shirt, and it's it's um when it's cold outside, it's a it's a hard shirt. But when it gets warm outside, little patches of holes come in the shirt, and it allows it to breathe. You know what I'm saying? That's mm. four, four. Yeah, that's 
that's that's after they get through the 3D. They're just working on the 3D though. Uh, but I saw this. I was waiting for you, Bev. Um, they had this mm-hmm. tech show, and uh, they put out uh, Apple Vision Pro. They said it will launch in February this year. Um, and this is their VR headset. Uh, how many years ago did I say that? They go into virtual reality. They go into augmented reality. That's what everything's going to be. So they, they, this is it. This is the first version. It's $3,499. So it's not cheap. Um, but this is going to be the first version. This is going to get cheaper and cheaper. And this is going to replace the uh, phone. This is going to get smaller and smaller, too. It's going to come down to where it's just a pair of glasses looking. Um, wow. It's going to replace the phone. It's going to replace the headphones. This is it. This is the first. It's like looking at the prototype of the Terminator before it became like what it became. You just looked at that. You know, it's, it's that. that's what you're seeing. Uh, so, um, yeah, they're coming out in somebody- February. I know mm-hmm. somebody had bought some stock in it, and it was oh, yeah. at first, and now that stock really went up. Oh, yeah, that's super stock. You got stock in Apple. You, yeah. you loaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the virtual, I don't know if it was Apple, but whatever virtual, they had Oh, yeah, that's... Nothing. Yeah. All those companies are going to... Well, that's why it always looks like they're not doing good. That's they trying to let people buy in while they, you know, while it's cheap. Because this could be, all those companies are gonna be like thousand dollars per share. Um, uh, it's finally time. Apple has announced it's going to ship, start shipping its Vision Pro headsets February second, and the United States pre-orders begin. January 19th. Now, I don't know. It's not going to be too many people that's going to have $3,500 for this. You know what I'm saying? But everybody's going to want to go to the store and test them out. Uh, Apple first revealed the Vision Pro headsets during this worldwide developer conference last June. The $3,499 Vision Pro offers 4K display for each eye and lets you switch between augmented reality and virtual reality using a dial located on the side of the headset. It's powered by a dual chip set, um, a dual chip setup featuring Apple's in-house M2 chip, which is the same chip that's in the iPhone and the uh, iPad, by the way. So they got that chip in this thing. That's going to be this very powerful. Uh, the new R and the new R1 chip. Okay, so this has two chips in it. You know, your phone got one. Uh, so this is going to be super fast. Uh, which is dedicated to processing data from sensors in the camera and microphone. Uh, users will also navigate the interface without con- the controller and the device support, eye, head, and hand tracking. Um, so just to let people know, it looks kind of big. This is like the, the first version right here. This is the official price. First, um, <laughs> You know, say a skateboard where it was super big, and then once you got good enough, you got a smaller one. You know, yeah, you know, this is your your, your tricycle. You didn't get to the bicycle yet. Um, yeah. Um, so check that out if you can. Now, um, how Meta? Meta, of course, we all know is is Facebook. 
Almeida's new face camera heralds as new age of surveillance. Okay, so just read about Apple's glasses. This one here, how Meta's new face camera heralds as a new age of surveillance. Meta's $300 smart glasses look cool but lack killer apps. They offer a glimpse into the future of what less privacy and more distraction. So if you go and look up these Meta glasses, total opposite direction they're going from where Apple is, right? They actually got some sunglasses looking things here with the cameras on it. And you can take videos of what you see through the cameras. This is actually pretty nice. I like them. I don't know how long the battery lasts, though, but they they have a total different concept. But look at the difference between the Apple Vision Pro and the Meta. And that's why these are $300 and those are $3,400. You can see the difference. You know what I'm saying? Um, but um, Brian X. Chen is the Times lead consumer technology writer and author of Tech Fix, a column that, about social implications of tech we use. For the past two weeks, I've been using the new camera to secretly snap pictures and record videos of strangers in the park, on the train, outside the stores, inside at restaurants, etc. It was hiding. Uh, I, was, I wasn't hiding the camera but I was wearing it. No one even noticed. I tested. I tested it. I test. Um. I was testing the recently released three hundred dollar Ray Ban Meta glasses that Mark Zuckerberg's social media network Empire made in collaboration with the iconic eye maker. So this was made by Ray Bans, and it has the two cameras on the side. So like I said, they look cool. They look like something you would wear. They look like, you know, some shades that you would wear. And only if somebody really took a good look at you, they probably wouldn't notice the two very small cameras on both sides of the top of the lens, right? So they wouldn't notice that, right? On both sides of the glasses, they have two cameras. And you're getting a perfect, I mean, the quality of the, 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 the recording is perfect, but you're recording everything you're seeing which is the next step to YouTube and stuff, right? People on YouTube, they're sitting down, doing their talking. Now they're going to be walking around. You're going to be seeing what they're seeing. And what's the privacy issues, right? If you're walking down the street and you see a pretty girl, now you're going to look at her so everybody on YouTube can see her. And now she she goes back and sues you. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is um the new age of surveillance, you're able to look at someone and record them, and they don't even know. Uh, so, but we've been talking about that. Okay, this one here, I feel right. interested there. Um, mm-hmm. VR goggles, this is the title, VR goggles for mics. Wait, what? VR goggles for mics. Wait, what? You can learn a lot from the brain of a mouse exploring a virtual world. So I thought this was funny because the picture of it, and I'm not going to get really good into it, but you have to look it up yourself. They have the mouse on the floor and they have the it on a treadmill and they have the VR glasses right in front of the mouse. So all he's seeing is what in the VR glasses. And he keeps running to what he's seeing on the treadmill because he's thinking what he's seeing is real. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it's, Interesting, but that was another one for 
something that we've been talking about for years and it's starting to really take place. 2024 uh, took some time. Uh, um, this article is titled Deep Fake Society. Deep Fake Society. 74% of Americans can't tell what's real or fake online anymore. And Bev, this is a big problem for black people. Especially uh-huh. the elders. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Americans believe only 37% of the content they see on social media is real or free of edits, filters, or Photoshop. Between AI and deepfake videos, a survey of 2,000 adults split evenly by generation reveals that almost two-thirds, I mean, yeah, three-quarters, my bad, what's real or fake anymore. Americans are weary of both targeted ads, 14%, Influence of content, 18%, but a little more than half find themselves equally likely to question the legitimacy of either one. This goes beyond social media and what happens online. The survey finds that 41% have difficulty determining determining if the item they're looking at. uh, Somebody must be double talked or something out here. Um, purchasing online is real or deep. Another 36% find shopping and purchasing to be just as challenging. Uh, I'm sorry about the noise here. Somebody double parked and the fire truck is trying to get down the street. And uh, I live really close to the street, but uh, let me see what's going on. I'm sorry about the noise, guys. That's okay. This is, this is live. This is live radio. Yeah, yeah. I'm just making sure my building ain't on fire though. Um, uh, but no, nah, it looks like they can't just get power. They get somebody move their car now. There they go. Yeah. So um, all that's to say, Bev, on this article, it's a bunch of statistics just showing um people's um inability to tell what's real or fake anymore, and um it goes down to clothing, makeup. Because I find it too, like I only buy stuff from a few places online because I know that I'm gonna get what I for, right? You know, like right. I'll, I'll buy something from the store of the brand itself. I like to do mm-hmm. that because you know I'm getting it from the brand, or if right. I'm gonna buy it from somewhere else, I'm gonna buy it from a Macy's or a Nordstrom's, or you know, something that's reputable. You know what I'm saying? I know they not selling fake stuff at Macy's. You know what I mean? So because I I was watching Hoarders one day, right? They had this black lady, and she was hoarding pocketbooks. I mean, she spent her life savings on all these Gucci and Louis Vuitton bags. And mm. I'm looking at the bags, and I'm like, no, those look like those look like Canal Street bags. You know what I'm saying? Those look like you the bags people come to New York for. You know, say a little, right. little African outside, African outside with the bag. You know what I mean? But uh, it, what ended up happening is they brought in an appraiser because she swore she had millions of dollars worth of these pocketbooks and she was gonna sell them and she was getting these great deals on them and they was worth so much and more than half of them was fake and you can't wow. even tell really because they make the fakes in the same factories as the real ones. You know what I'm mm. saying? Uh, and remember when we did the show on Rechain, 
which is which is still gonna happen. They're gonna put the barcode on the product. So when you put your phone over it and scan, it's gonna say that it's real. You know what I'm saying? That that's gonna be the only way you're gonna be able to tell real from fake because the same factories make all the same products. You know the sunglasses that everybody buys from Ray-Ban and Oakley's mm-hmm. and all those companies that cost hundreds of dollars, if not thousands, Cartier's, they made in the same factory as the knockoff. Yeah. They sell for $5 on Canal Street. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, the only, the only thing that they can't fake is the watches because the watches is made in Geneva, Switzerland. If you got an official Rolex, you can't fake that, you know, but it's not made in China. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, uh, this one here, this I'm just going to read the title uh, just to show the difference in where we are right now uh, and uh, essentially how China is set up. It says oil and water. America only has 178 flag cargo ships. China has three of I mean, China has 7,362 cargo ships. We have 178, 362. That's how how important their economy is to the rest of the world as opposed to ours, which is why you see in the dollar, which is why you see everything you're seeing in the Middle East, right? Like you just talked earlier, I was just telling you earlier about the Houthis and that whole thing. The trading lines, the see whoever controls the trade controls the world. It's always been that way. And uh, the trade from Asia that comes into Europe, which the Silk Roads, it had other names over the time. Whoever controlled that, be it the Ottomans, be it the, the uh, Mongolian, the Mongol Empire, the Ottoman Empire, the Saladin Empire, um, you know, the Arcadian Empire, whoever controls that trade line controls the world because now that trade line goes on, it goes over land through those countries and it goes over in the sea, it goes through a route and that route takes you up into the canal, the uh, Suez Canal, which brings you up into the Mediterranean. Because if you don't go up that way, you got to go all the way down a to the bottom of the earth around Africa and come all the way up Africa to get to Europe. So they cut through the Suez Canal and come into the Mediterranean where they're right there at Italy and Greece and all that stuff. And now they could service Europe. That's how the trade route works. By them cutting that trade route off, now you have the problems. That trade route is being cut off on purpose, though. Because what they want to do what they want to do is they want to run a canal through Israel, cut off the Suez Canal, which is Egypt, run the canal through Israel, through what we call now Gaza, which brings you right out into the Mediterranean Sea, right? That's what they want to do. That's the plan. So what you're seeing now is they're cutting off the old trade route, and that's the trade cargo crisis they have. I mean, come on, they remember just a few years, maybe last year, Bev, they had a whole cargo ship stuck in the middle of the Suez Canal, nothing could get past it. It was stuck there yeah, for like weeks. It was 
Evergreen or yeah. something. It was the name on the ship. They that was on purpose. They have to cut that route off to have their new route. You know, it's what crisis solution. They have the crisis. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the solution is we're gonna dig this canal through Israel, and what that does is it cuts out China, and that's the whole thing. China's Belt and Road Initiative. They have to stop that. They want to go with their plan, and their plan encompasses them taking boats through the Persian Gulf up and going through one of those um, Baltic countries like Armenia and having the the dock there which takes the trains into Europe. China wants to just run the trains from China straight up into Europe. You know what I'm saying? But of course, they have to go through a lot of places that the U.S. occupies. The U.S. ain't giving up those territories to let them do it. And that's what you're saying. This is all posturing. Who's going to control the trade of Asia? And ironically, you know who's controlled that trade for the last 100, 200 years, Bev, right? Who is that? Who do you think it is? Us. No, you know who it is. No, Bev. Russia. 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 No, man, but oh, who else I really come don't. Up? Who huh? else could pull off this, man? Who else could pull this off? Are you talking about China? Nah, even China control oh, their own okay. trade. Man, you know who control the trade, man? Think about it. Who control the banks? The who control the who? Banks. The ba- Oh, Old Testament. Oh, there you go, Beth. <laughs> this is all about them. This is all them. They ran okay, okay. We are rerunning yeah. back to Old Testament again. Yeah, right back to everything. everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, this title, Teens Using Smartphones Four Hours a Day at Risk for Psychiatric Sleep and Musculoskeletal Eye problems and obesity, new study finds. Teens using smartphones four hours a day at risk for psychiatric, sleep, musculoskeletal, eye problems, obesity, etc. New study. And this is coming out of um, Seoul, Korea. Teenagers who use smartphones for over four hours a day are at risk for serious risk are at serious risk for certain health issues, new study warned. Researchers say that increased smartphone use has been linked to psychiatric disorders, sleep disturbances, eye problems, and musculoskeletal issues. The study finds that adolescents with more than four hours of daily smartphone use exhibit higher rates of stress, suicidal thoughts, and substance use compared to those with less usage. They are. They had significant higher rates of obesity. Interestingly, the new studies the studies suggest moderate internet use between one and two hours per day may be associated with better physical, mental health in adolescents compared to those who do not use a smartphone at all. The researcher also notes that possibility of reverse relationship between phone usage and health risks. It is, it is possible to do it. Of course, they're going to say that so they can make some money trying to sell you on it, right? But four hours a day, 
look at all the effects that has on um the children. You know what I'm saying? And um, further not one on, says, not only the children, not only because I notice my eyes get blurry when I uh stay on that cell phone looking at different things on the cell phone versus on my computer. Yeah, you see. So yeah, and they said that of the people they study, fifty thousand people. 85% of them show these symptoms. So that's a damn high rate. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so if you could, but what shocked me was they said one to two hours a day increased the kids' health even healthier than kids that didn't use the phone at all. So um, giving mm-hmm. them that little one or two hours to go in there and unleash on social media probably and still have a regular life the rest of the day is probably healthier. You know what I'm saying? They're still right. a part of the young world, but they're, they're living in the real world. Because uh, mm-hmm. all this virtual stuff is, even um, these those glasses, um, like I said, with the cameras on it, you're just sitting there looking at like you're cooling your sunglasses and recording everything that's going on and uploading it to the internet and can talk and do videos and whatever with it, right? So even with those things, those are made to modify your real-world experience. You're not experiencing the real world even by yourself anymore. You have to experience it with other people. So you don't have any time to yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, Let me go back. So I'm trying to find an article here. Yeah, um, trying to get into this um Jewish thing with these um doggone tunnel builders. There, they can't <laughs> say nothing to me no more. That's my go-to right. every time. Wait, didn't y'all niggas build a tunnel under that? Y'all can't say nothing about niggas no more. Y'all mm-hmm. built a tunnel mm-hmm. under a street with people living on it. You know what I'm saying? You won't get more reckless than that. So the and they're busting is, out young boys and girls. Yeah, and that's the part. That's the part I wanted to get to. Right. The key to this is called the mikvah. M I K V A H mikvah, and this is a sacred ceremony that the Jewish people perform, and it incorporates them building a um, bathhouse, um, like. Uh, some of them are nice. Some of them look like they just some stones or whatever. And you get into this huge tub and you cleanse yourself at once a month from whatever to renew yourself under God. So pretty much like once you come step out of this this tub, this this big bath with everybody else in it, you are purified and fresh again. And this is the time when you want to have sex because you're pretty much a virgin again when you step out of this tub. You understand? And they do this when they have the day after their cycle because, you know, to, to cleanse themselves of, because, of course, in the religious text, isn't the period like a sin? It came as a result of the woman betraying the man, right, Beth? The, say that again. The woman, what? 
the woman's period there that her cycle came as a mm-hmm. punishment for her betraying the men. It was like, um, I think God said you'll have you'll bleed once a month, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's in the Old Testament. We talking about Old oh, Testament, okay. and that's what they live okay. by. It's in the it's in yeah, Genesis. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, the Cain and oh. Abel type story up in that part. Oh. Um, oh, okay. But I had these uh, articles to confirm. Okay. Serial, this one is called Serial Mikrovacus Charged for Assault on Teens. 66 year old Jerusalem man allegedly cornered teens as young as 13 and Mikrov. Threatening to lock them inside if they resisted him. A 66-year-old Jerusalem man was indicted on charges of sexual assault and sodomy Monday in Jerusalem District Court. The charges stem from a series of rapes and sexual assaults, which, which took place in Jerusalem Mikvah, ritual bathhouse, <clears throat> where they are accused and worked. Where the accused worked. According to Sunday's indictment, the suspect, Hayim Shavagi, raped three local teenage boys over a course of three years. The victims ranged from 13 to 16. Shavagi would approach the teenagers while they were using the mikra and block their exit and as they tried to escape. When the teens refused to submit to his demand, Shavagi was threatened to leave the victims inside the, the facility and warned he would tell the victim's parents that they were guilty of various offenses. In some instances, Shiragi showed the victims pornography material which threatened to tell their parents that they watched it after he showed it to them. After each incident, Shiragi would pay the victim a small sum, usually several shikles, I love that shit. Shickles. Let me get a shickles. <laughs> you know, that sounds so Jewish right there. But um, <clears throat> that was in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, these things are public. So there's no, like in New York, of course, man, you got to pay your dues to go to this type of stuff. You got to be a member of the church. But there, they're just out in the open, you know. People just go to the local bathhouse and get naked and jump in a pool once a month with some strangers that live in a neighborhood so they could all cleanse their sins. Um, this one here, another article. And that article I just read, by the way, was from 2017. That's when that whole thing happened. This one is all the way back 2009, guys. And, um... Abuse scandal plays Hasidic Jews in Brooklyn. Joe D'Angelo, 28, says he was sexually abused at Mikvah, a bathhouse used when he was seven and no longer has contact with his family. Because like I said, man, the last thing you want to do is go public with this, man. Your family will kick you out. The family, you're dis- you're dis- you're look- making us look bad around our community. You can't make um, that guy look bad. He's our friend, you know. So, um, But Joe Edelman, 23, says he was sexually abused at a Jewish boys' school. So this is two different people. One's name is Joy Engelman. The other one's name is Joe 
D'Angelo, and he changed his name to Joe D'Angelo. He has a Jewish name, but his family disowned him, so he changed his name, blah, 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 right? So um, I just wanted to get into his story about what happened to him. And uh, just to show you how easy this is, Joe Engelman and Joe D'Angelo are driving through their old Brooklyn neighborhood, Williamsburg, which is a which is a place from another time and country. <clears throat> the shop signs are in Hebrew. The men scurry by in long black coats, hang their, um, their hair hangs in corkscrew curls. Married women wear wigs to cover their hair. And that's another thing about these Hasidic Jews. They women all wear these wigs. And you know, I mean, it's an obvious wig, like, you know, and I know you got hair. Like, why you? They not allowed to let another man see their hair. You know, especially mm-hmm. a goyim. Uh, that's one of. Well, we're we're probably mm-hmm. just niggas, but goyim mean a, a, a Christian or whatever. <clears throat> Engelman and D'Angelo haven't been there in years. They met just a few weeks ago, but as they begin swapping stories, the names of the family members, they realize they had a lot in common. Both men are in their twenties. They were both raised in a strict Hasidic Jewish and both fled their upbringing for the same reason. The mikvah is a bathhouse used, usually used by women for ritual cleansing. But in some Hasidic communities, like this one, fathers bring their young sons on Friday afternoon before Sabbath begins. So they doing this shit willing. They're supposed to be for women to have, have to cleanse themselves after their period. But these dudes done decided they're going to start going there every Saturday before the Sabbath to cleanse themselves before they do whatever they do in there with their sons. So you're doing it to yourselves, right? Um, fathers bring their sons on Friday afternoons before Sabbath begins. 21 years ago, when he was seven, D'Angelo recalled going to the mikvah with his father to find the place packed with naked men and boys. And I was in the tub. I had my back turned, and somebody raped me while I was in the water, he said. He takes a shaky breath. I didn't know what was happening. I couldn't make any sense of it, really. D'Angelo said he never saw the man who abused him. These days, monitors are posted by the back, by the bath to stop any sexual activity. So they got monitors in these houses normally to stop anything from, you know, because these people can't be trusted. Um, yeah, he told no one, but refused to go back to the mikvah. He left the Orthodox Jewish religion at 17. He changed his name from Joel Deutsch to cut all ties with his family, blah, blah, blah. So another story about, and, and let me tell you, this is this is what really bugged me out, Bev. Um, mm-hmm. But before I even say that, this um, rate that mikvah, this is this one, then abandoned. And this is the guy I was just reading about in this article from 2009, this article from 2006. 14, it's heartbreaking that just another victim of child abuse within the Jewish community has suffered a tragic premature death. Last week, 34-year-old Joey D'Angelo, 
formerly the old douche from New York died of a drug, drug overdose. So he killed himself on drugs. That dude who was just in that article from 2019. <clears throat> from the abuse that he suffered, you know, you know, either way. Let me go on up. So I go to Trusty Chat GCT today. I said, let me find some articles about some stories about this Mikvah stuff, you know. Yo, that would not give me anything bad about the Mikvah badge. Put uh, articles about sexual assault at Mikvah. Oh, saying anything deflammatory is against the rules and regulate. Like, oh, I was trying to find articles. So I'm trying to trick it now. I'm asking it questions and ways to get me to find articles. And it would not work for me at all. It's like it's a block where you find anything bad about the mikvah activity. But if you go to Google and just put in uh, sexual assault mikvah, you're going to find articles from every part of the world they have these names. Same activity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Same sexual assault allegations. Yeah. Um, so those you got any are questions, the that uh yeah, uh-huh. those are the Jews that uh Robert X saying that those are Zionist Jews. Oh yeah, they that, probably that, are, but these are what you call Hasidic Jews. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the Hasidic Jews? Oh yeah, we got a community of them here. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's what these are. They got they look like the Amish sort of. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. um they don't shave. They got them they got side curls. They call them right. locks. But of course yeah. you know who they trying to be. Because who know. else would have curls like that? Huh? Right. Right. You know, who else has locks? You know what I'm saying? So they right. have their little side curls that come down and um they wear all black all the time. Mm-hmm. Women wear the wig with a hat over it. Uh, they women, for the most part, stay pregnant. Um, yes. And uh, they live in their own community. And I won't, a lot of people say, oh, they don't bother anybody. I'm like, they, they make it so no one can bother with them. You know what I'm saying? It ain't that they don't bother no one. They don't, they don't need to leave their community. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, everything that they got is kosher. If you go to a pizza place over there, they got the Jewish dude flipping the pie. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. rabbi back there blessing the pizza. It's it's total different. And they don't care if it's nasty. As long as it came from their people, they cool with it. They don't care yeah. how it looks. You could go to them. <clears throat> with a pair of Farragamo shoes for free. Nice Italian leather shoes. $800 a shoe. And they'll take the shoe made by some, you know, little Jewish guy. You know, they don't want, they, they're, they with their own people. I think that the right. money never leaves their community. Once they go to there, mm-hmm. it never leaves their hands. They pass it from one to the next, to the next, to the next. And, um, and that's true, because they have a supermarket here. I went in a supermarket one day. 
And that's all you saw. The coach did this and coach did that, and it was just, you know, so you're right. They got their own little community. I made a mistake one day, right? So I was, um, they had this big kitchen, a toy kitchen, kind of like the kids walking in and had the fake sink and the fake stove and the fake refrigerator mm-hmm. and everything. And my daughter was like four or five, and I had to get her this kitchen. It was huge. It was like the biggest one in me. And I found a place that sold this kitchen. It was in Brooklyn. So I looked at it on the map, and I was able to say, okay, I can catch this train here, and I'm going to have to catch a cab back with this kitchen. Man, I didn't know I was walking into that community, but Shit, man. So I walked in that store, they was on my ass so fast, like, yo. <laughs> I said I was the guy who called about the kitchen. They was like, Oh, leave him alone, leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Hey, come on, come on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This thing was like three hundred dollars, like it was it was expensive, but yeah, they and and they said, I got my cousin, he'll give you a ride home and you know what I'm saying? They they was they was all about their money, you know what I'm saying? They was doing yeah. yeah, but um yeah, I I was shocked at like see like uh, you could go out to flushing Queens thing is in Chinese or Korean, whatever it is. Everything is and it 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 has a feel to it that's very much like you're in China. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you get a train over this month, you in Israel, okay? Yeah, yeah. And they looking at you like, what are you doing here, nigga? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't got on a uniform. <laughs> what are you doing around here? You know, but yeah. Um, that, let me keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I felt in the supermarket. <laughs> I felt out of place. But when you spend some money with them a few times, oh, man. They, mm-hmm. you know, they got all kinds of things for you. They, 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 they like money. They like money. They talk yeah. to you. With, you know, they, they very good at that. Um, Americans are being scammed more than more sophisticated ways than ever. Americans are being scammed in more sophisticated ways than ever. A woman receives a phone call saying her nephew has been arrested and urgently needs bail money. They arrange for bills bondsmen to come to her house and collect $29,000 in cash. The following day, another urgent call, the bondsman again turns up at her house attempting to collect an additional $10,000 in cash for the bill. Instead, he's arrested. That's just one incident that occurred in Sykesville, Maryland. In 2020, Michael Orling Ordell Anderson, as posted as a bail bondsman, has since pled guilty to conspiring to pursue multiple elderly victims to put up thousands of dollars under false pretenses, says the Department of Justice. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And in, uh, in total, Mr. Anderson and his co-spirers scammed at least 49 victims out of more than. $842,000 or $578,000 can't be recovered. 
about a year ago, Lindy Wise, a web designer, all-around technology aficionado in her 60s, received a text saying her Social Security payments had changed. And if she wanted to see why, click here. It was very well done. This is why I told the Epoch Times. However, at the last minute, she said something didn't feel right. She decided not to click the link. Um, You know, when you walk out in front of your door and you get in your car and you go somewhere and you walk downtown and you have have to be aware of what's around you and be alert, Ms. Wise said, now we have to just do the same alert online. I get messages all the time, usually several times a week. I'm in the tech industry, and I know what to look for. Wow. These guys know elderly, vulnerable people well. We're less familiar with the technology of our generation, are more trusting, and sometimes we're alone and we're lonely. So we're vulnerable to various types of schemes. And I, I did this article because we have a lot of elders that call in. And these, these schemes are even coming up on my phone. And I'm like, you can't be serious. Like, you know, your auto insurance is due or um, your health insurance is expiring. And, you know, click here. And I'm like, block, block, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not even – how would you know this? You know what I mean? So, but – um. They have the technology now with the smart voice technology. And I just read the article earlier about the toys, how the kids' toys are monitoring them. They know what they're saying. They they talk to the toy. The toy keeps a record of what they said so it can remember things later and stuff like that. If you have a grandchild um, in their teens, and you can get a recording of their voice and then put it through the AI and the AI can have them say, Grandma, I, uh, Grandma, please help me. And then some guy comes, I need $100,000 or you'll never see your fucking granddaughter again. Click. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what you're going to do? It sounds real. It's not even like, you know, in that moment, that was my granddaughter on the phone. I know her voice, you know. So that is getting that sophisticated. <clears throat> so um, just to keep in mind, right? In 2022, elder um, adults older than 60 reported more than 88,000 complaints to the FBI Internet Crime Complaint Center with losses totaling more than $3.1 billion. Just in one year, that's how much people over 60 were scammed out of. And that's just the ones who reported it. Most people feel ashamed to report they got got. You know what I'm saying? Victims aged 50 to 59 reported losses totaling a little more than $1.8 billion. So people younger than them is getting it. And victims are nearly 90,000, 5,000 victims, ages 30 to 39, were reporting losses of more than $1.2 billion. So 
So once again, anyone could get got with this new technology because even younger people, now if you're age 30 to 39 and you have a young child who talks to Teddy Ruxpin or whatever the new version of that is, and they could get her voice or his voice and you're at work and you're a businessman and you got money and you get a call and daddy help. And then there's somebody's voice. Now you're going to think, Oh shit, my daughter, you know, you're a young man. You're trying to must up that money real quick. You know, I got to protect my family. And it was all a hoax, you know, so you got to yeah. be careful. Got to be careful. That's a lot of money for people over 60. 3.8, 3.1 billion dollars and I'm shocked people from 50 to 59 was at 1.8 billion like damn but that's gotta be careful nowadays yeah it's real it's so real we back with like the Terminator mm-hmm. now this is another one I did years ago I don't know you probably won't even remember Bev um, it says why Li-Fi L-I-F-I why Li-Fi might be better than Wi-Fi and I remember reporting on Li-Fi Li-Fi and people probably think man that stuff he be saying don't be happening but I said they gotta have the Wi-Fi that works out of the light bulbs as long as your light bulb is on you're going to have the world's most powerful internet. Once the light goes off, it won't work. But as long as your lights are on, you're going to have a super powerful internet thing. <clears throat> and they're going to put this in areas like a mall or a train station where the lights are always on. So your signals are going to be stronger. And around the same time, I was reading the... Um, the code for it, it was like 802.11, you know what I'm saying? But either way, this Li-Fi is finally here. It's called, it means Li-Fi is short for light fidelity. Um, wireless communication for the advanced Wi-Fi technology. Li-Fi enables Wi-Fi to use light waves instead of radio waves to transmit and receive data. This is going to make um, autonomy for these factories where they got these machines that, like the one that's standing people up at Tesla that need a Wi-Fi signal. As long as that light's on, they're going to have the best. I mean, this thing is 20, 30, maybe 100 times faster than your cable Wi-Fi. You know what I'm saying? This is super fast. <clears throat> 10 megapixels per second. And uh, so look out for this. Live 5 is finally here, 2024. Uh, let me take a sip of this juice, Beth. Hold on. Okay. Uh, we will be uh, going to the lines, the telephone lines. So if you want to call in, 323-642-1586. One five eight six and push the number one. Okay, and you are uh, listening. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I gave out the phone number. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I got so many articles here. Trying to get to the one I'm looking for. Um, now this week they had the CES. They have the CES show every year in Vegas. This is where all the big tech companies come out and show their future products and the products that they're releasing this year to get like free hype. So everyone does a presentation. Apple, they unveiled those glasses we were talking about. Um, even the cars now, all well, the electric car companies, Honda released their electric prelude and a whole lot of stuff that goes on at these um, conferences. But there were a few good articles on what people say are the uh, important things to look for that came out of it. And this is how you find out what's coming next. So this one, this article is entitled uh, 11 Intriguing Engineering Milestones to Look at in 2024. Journey to the Center of the Earth. Now, um, MIT startup Quasi Energy is testing a deep drilling rig in 2024 that will use high-power millimeter waves to melt columns of rock down as far as 10 to 20 kilometers. It's the deepest, hottest, easiest strategy to deal to, to, um strategy will start the oil, the old oil drill and gas drilling structures and extend them by blasting radiation through the gas tron to vaporize the hard rock beneath them. All that to say, they create this machine that, that able to melt rocks that go down mm. all the way to the core of the earth so they could go further down to get more oil. Um, and this was pretty interesting because this is the stuff that MIT, this is what this is what college is supposed to be. Man. You, you go to college and this is the stuff you're working on. I want to hire you when you get out of college, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Batteries included inductive ovens. As you know, Biden and the um, the nutcracks over there, that's the Green New Deal, they want to get rid of gas ovens. Now we're looking, uh, cooking with gas, but soon we could be cooking with induction. A growing number of consumers are switching to induction-based stoves and ovens to address environmental concerns and health risks associated with gas ranges. But while these new appliances are more energy efficient, most models require a modification to electric outlets and cost hundreds of dollars to install. That's where the money, this is why all this stuff is going to happen. They see new money to get everything converted. They're going to have to pay for it. And they're going to make money. That's why they're all invested in it. That's why startups like Channel, Channing, Channing, Street Cropper and Unpulse Labs are working to induction ovens easier install, adding built-in batteries that supplement regular wall sockets to power. A battery-powered oven now. That's where we're going to. Your, 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 your battery, um, you charge the battery and stuff it in the oven, and now your oven heats up and you can heat your food up. And this company actually made one. 
Um, so that's telling me that they serious about cutting the gas out the ovens. You know what I'm saying, Bev? If y'all was mm-hmm. coming up with battery, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna cook something hot in something with a battery in it. You know, it just don't even mm-hmm. add up. Um, triage tech to rescue. In the second half of 2024, the United States Defense Advanced Research Process Agency, DARPA, will begin the first round of triage challenge, a competition to develop sensors and algorithms to support triage efforts during mass casualty events. Um, So these are going to be robots, right, acting like... um, Man, dealing with the mass casualty event. What struck me about this is if you go to DARPA subterranean project, it's on YouTube, and you can see how DARPA had all these colleges and all these computer experts um, with, like, a robot. Most of them had that dog, you know, that spot dog, and they put their own um sensors and stuff all over it and they put it inside of caves. So they put them in a pitch black cave and these robots have to walk through and do certain things in this pitch black cave like they could see in the dark. You know what I'm saying? This is mm-hmm. and they, they had a winner and the the winner got the the the, the contract to do the military. So now they're doing the same type of challenge. This is going to be medical triage. So these are going to be very advanced robots we're going to be seeing coming out on DARPA this year. And I look forward to that. This killer drones deployed from the sky. A new class of missile firing drones will take to the sky in 2024. Like the three-layer aerial nesting doll, the missile stuff drones will um, itself release from the belly of a bomber while in flight. And um, I saw the prototype of this. So you got the big bomber plane with all the bombs in it. And usually it goes, flies over a country and it drops the bombs out. And the bombs, you know, fall to the ground. And hundreds of them fall at one time. And they blow up, you know. But what this, this bomber does, instead of having just 100 bombs, it got a couple of drones in it too. And these drones come out, and they got bombs on them, too. So you got, like, double the bombs. You know what I'm saying? Pretty interesting. Um, But they're coming out with that visible anti-activity tracker. Visible will launch a premium version of the app. They use the specialized heart rate monitor. While most wearables are meant for workouts, Lehman products, arm being monitored, optimized, lower heart rate to help people with long COVID and fatigue. So either way, they got trackers now that's just designed to track your heart rate, check your blood sugar. It's a lot of that type of stuff coming out. Um, Much more advanced than the the watches that we got now. You're adding more layers to it. It's able to do more. Amazon launches new internet service. Amazon is expected to begin providing internet service in space with the project Cooper by the end of 2024. The U.S. 
twenty the ten billion dollar project aims to expand reliable broadband internet access to rural areas around the globe while launches constellation of more than three thousand satellites. SpaceX, of course, as we know, they already got over five thousand satellites up there. But this what makes this one different, they're gonna do the same thing as SpaceX. You're gonna put an antenna if you live in a rural area and you can't get internet and you can't get cable and Wi-Fi and all that stuff, now to get the antenna you put on top of your roof and that antenna is able to contact their satellite and it brings the signal directly in your house in the most rural areas. Um, this one is different because unlike Tesla's, which is Elon Musk doing this for his own proprietary game, this is a federal government-funded project, this Project Cooper. So this should be free. Um, so we could see some high-powered free satellite internet. Um, but we'll see. Um, solar-powered test drives. And <clears throat> the cars now, you can look this car up. It's called Aptera, A-P-T-E-R-A, Aptera. They only make one car, I believe, now. It's a three-wheel car. Really nice looking. Has three wheels. I think it holds three people. Totally solar-powered. Not battery-powered. Electric-powered. Not gas-powered. Sunlight-powered. And it's pretty fast. Doesn't use any of the charging. Doesn't need any gas. Strictly sunlight. So this is the next step to where we're getting to. A lot of people complain about the battery cars. And I keep telling people that's the first step. It's going to get better. You know, they they got to get to the point. If, they're not, if they don't go through this step, then they can't get to the next step. But this is where they're trying to get to. Um, total solar-powered cars. Well, you don't need to put any energy in it. I think it's genius. Um, zero trust, two-thirds confidence. Okay, so um, trust will be trust but verify is now the proverb of the last of the past in cybersecurity policy in the United States. By the end of 2024 fiscal year, in September, all U.S. government agencies will require the switch to zero trust security architecture. All users must validate their identity and devices even when they're already connected to the government network and via VPN. <clears throat> what struck me is I can't believe the government didn't already have it. I gotta do this at my job. Like mm-hmm. what are you doing? You know, I can't log into my computer and when I when I log into my computer, I got a um with a whole nother app that gives me access to a security feature that's locked on my computer. It gives me like a four digit code and it changes every like thirty seconds. It'll say thirty seconds to type this code in. So I gotta type that in my app on the computer within the thirty seconds or I'm a lock out myself, and I got to wait for the next code. But until I go through that verification process, 
I can't open another device. And if I leave my mm-hmm. desk and come back, I got to go through that whole process again to re-log into my computer. Of course, because I'm on a stock exchange. They don't want anyone stealing data. But I can't believe the United States just, just started with this. And I get phishing emails. I think I might have told you about that mm-hmm. before. Phishing with a PH, mm-hmm. where they'll send me emails, you know, from an outside person that look authentic. And if I click on it, it says you've been fished. I'm not supposed to open an outside email. So, you know, um, first light for Vera Rubin. Vera Rubin Observatory, home to the largest digital camera ever constructed, is expected to open the eye in the sky for the first time. In 2024, the observatory features an 8.4-meter wide telescope. It will scan the southern hemisphere skies over a course of a decade period. They're equipped with a 3,200-megapixel camera. I didn't even know cameras could go that. Um, Well, either way, this is going to be down in um, Chile, and they got this huge telescope that's going to pop out of the mountain with a 32,000, I mean, 3,200 megapixel camera. It's going to be the most powerful telescope on Earth, and that'll be open in 2024, but should give us crystal clear pictures of the other planets and stuff outside the galaxy, because we're in the fourth dimension. The fifth dimension is space. They got to go through time to get to space. Got to go through light to get to the darkness, you know, Time is the light. Um, healing air taxis at the Olympics. The Olympics is this year, Bev. It's going to be in um, um, Paris. Okay. And I was shocked to find that Paris has more rats than New York. I said, what? what? Yeah, I hear it's filthy. Mm. I said, it's dirtier than New York. They was like, oh, New York is clean <laughs> compared to Paris. I said, damn. You know mm. what I'm saying? So, I that. Yeah, me neither, because I expected to see Eiffel Tower. They say, man, you walk down the street, the rats is looking back at you like, nigga, please. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but at the Olympics, they're going to have the air taxis rolled out where you'll be able to catch a taxi it look like a little, they don't look like a car, but they operate like a car. It's going to lift you up and fly you to the event. This is going to be revolutionary because this is the future. You know, this is where they're going with the cars. Um, they're going to be more than just um, things that you ride around in. They're going to actually fly and get you places without the plane. But it has to go through these processes. <clears throat> so in Paris, they're going to be using these. They have used them in Dubai already. They have people who have them in Dubai. They get the from their little mansion or whatever they live in, top of their building. They got their little um, little aerial. They call them VTOL, V-T-O-L. They're like a car that flies. And they have those um, all over the place at the Olympics this year, so they're, they're finally coming to the West. Um, faster than the speeding bullet, this is the last technology of this year. Boom, I've been hearing about this company for years. 
I don't know if you remember the Concord, Bev. You remember the Concord? What was the Concord? Was that a plane it was a or plane. a train? Okay. It was a plane. Yeah, I remember hearing about it. Yeah, it was the world's fastest um, passenger jet. Mm-hmm. And it would fly from New York to Paris, from New York to London. And it will get you there in like two hours. Because it went faster than okay. the speed of sound. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that you'll see the plane fly past you. And then like a minute later, you'll get all this boom, like like this loud boom that you'll hear. Because that was the sound of the plane, but it was flying faster than it sound. It took a whole minute for you mm-hmm. to hear it. You know what I'm saying? After you saw it. So this company, remember one of them crashed. And when one of them crashed, they canceled the whole program. Because remember, everybody on this plane is filthy rich. You can't catch mm-hmm. this plane if you ain't rich. You know, it's like um, what, 50000 for the seat, something like that. But um, this company called Boom Technology, they've been testing this plane for years. I've been looking at it. It looks similar to the Concorde, but they're opening up their um, facility in North Carolina to start building the jet. So replace the Concorde finally. So I thought that was interesting too. Um, this one here is CS Preview. Now CS was is the show. That was what I just read was the eleven intriguing engineering milestones to look for in twenty twenty four. This one is entitled CS24 preview, a tricorder, magic mirrors, a solar EV, the hunt for the cleverest consumer electronics begins now. Okay, now CS is the um <clears throat> is the show every year is just like a car show or any other type of, you know, um I used to go to the card show where they would have all these different cards, people that collect cards come, and you go there and you buy, you could buy boxes of whatever year, basketball cards from whatever, football, baseball card, whatever card um, they had. I used to be big in that when I was like 20, 21, 22. I had so many, I, I have, I know I got half thousands of dollars worth of cards if I ever sold them, man. I got I got probably $200,000 worth of cards if I ever went through. I can't remember. Well, I know I used to have some real good stuff. But either way, and it's 20 years later, so I know they were way mm-hmm. more money now. So I got them when in you say cards. Yeah, oh, playing okay. cards, y'all. I, I, I would go to the, go go buy the, um, the pack of the football cards and baseball cards and basketball mm-hmm. cards. You know what I'm talking about? You like Tops mm-hmm. or Fleet or, or there's a few companies. Different um, players. Is, yeah, yeah, they have cards, all the players. They have the different players. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, player cards. So I would get all of those. I was in the basketball. First I started okay. with baseball, but then I got into basketball because my neighbor, he was into the basketball cards, and he took me to a show. And the show was a card show. So when you when we got out the cards, we got there, they had all these booths with all these people with all their expensive cars, like their rear 
a Michael Jordan rookie card. You know what I'm saying? Uh, something that is only a few of these cards met, made. So if you have it, it's worth a lot of money because somebody wants it. They're going to have to pay for it, you know? So when you go to the show, you could buy the box of cards for the whole year. So, like, let's just the NBA sells the cards. It'll be like, let's just say, 1992. That's the box for the whole 1992. So when you open the box, all the packs are in there, like what the store sells. I'll have to open mm-hmm. each pack to try to get – I'm looking for specific cards that's worth a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? So I might have to go through five or six boxes just to get one card. You get what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Yeah, that was where a box would be like $80. Like, you had to spend money to get these cars. It was a, I know if I go through my collection, I got some cars. My mother's like, I got your cars, baby. I got your cars. (laughs) Something happens to me. Your cars is right in this place, right? I I got my cars. I know I got $100,000 worth of cars, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All the <impressive. laughs> Okay. Um, <clears throat> you got like a loose leaf a folder. Yeah, it'll be a big binder, like yeah, like a yeah, big like binder. a binder. Yeah. And then you mm-hmm. had the the three hole punch, pit, but it'll be plastic. Yeah. It'll be plastic. I have yeah. Like, yeah. So that all my cars is in that plastic. I know they good. Okay. I know they good. Okay. Man. And they was a. And they've been away from me because I would have smoked them out. You know what I'm saying? But, nah, they good. They with my mother. They so good. how do you know How do you know which ones are valuable? Well, back in the days, what we would do, you got to go to this, um, go to any, like, they don't exist anymore. I'm sure you do it online, right? But uh, back in the days, we would go to the magazine stand. Right, like you know where the car magazines and Cosmo and all those paper magazines. Right, they had a magazine right. called Becky. It was called Becky. Becky. Becky, oh. like B C K E E T, E T T Becky. That's the card book. You got baseball Becky, oh. football Becky, and they had it like up to date. So when you get the Becky, they had every card for every year in the Becky how much is worth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, you go Fleet. If you had a, the car company was Fleet, you go to Fleet, 1992, NBA. Now they got every – all the cars have a number on it. So you just go right down the list of all the cars in your okay. pack. So, yeah, that's how you check it. Now I'm sure they got it online. It's, but once you get a certain car, you know, like, you can see, oh, this car is worth, already worth $1,000. It just came out. So you know, like, that car is going to have value in the future. You know what I'm saying? Or if it's already worth $100, somebody rookie car, if they became a Hall of Famer, like, I got Kobe rookie car. I got, I, I got, man, I got some shit. I ain't going to lie. Oh, okay. I got, Jordan, I got everything Jordan ever did, I got. I ain't lying to you. I got it all. Okay. You know, Shaq, okay. I got everybody's stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But, um, it's, um, is this finally the tricorder we've been waiting? The real, real, the real, the real world version of Star Trek tricorder has been long 
has been a grail of consumer electronics industry. A decade ago, Qualcomm offered a multi-million dollar for any team that could create a mobile diagnostics device. In 2017, it crowned its winner. BMO device is a multi-scope it, that is designed to monitor key vital signs. Acts as a thermometer, an oximeter, a stethoscope, and an electrocardiograph machine all in one. The company says the package is smaller than a smartphone, which it is. It's real small. It's intended for informal at-home checkups and telehealth visits. BMO can perform blood oxygenization, heart rate monitoring, readings, and other things. It conducts medical-grade electrocardiograms, ECGs. It can raise the temperature can raise to take temperature readings via infrared scan and temporal arteries. It can gather heart and lung sounds. BMO needs a touch of the chest or the back where its piezoelectric disc is. The device picks up sound waves and the sound can be streamed directly to the physician. So this one little device here, it's like the one they got in Star Trek. You know, they just scan your body with it, and then your body pops up on the computer screen, and they can see, they want to see your heart, they can see your heart. Or they want to see your lungs, they can see your lungs. If they hold it to your back, they can see the back of your lungs. And all this is like with this one little device. This, I mean, it does what an MRI does, a CAT scan, an EKG, all in one little device. And it's made by this company called BMO Device, Multiscope. They're calling it a Multiscope. That is um, at the CES, meaning that it's, it's coming out this year. This is stuff that their consumer show. People are coming here, Walmart's here to buy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Target's there to buy the new TVs that's coming out. You know, they, they, everything is for them. Okay, mirror, okay. mirror, do I look so stressed or depressed? Okay, I'm not sure if I want a mirror telling me I need to calm down, but maybe <laughs> that's just me. So I'm trying to be open-minded about Barracuda, Be Mine, Smart Mirror. Be Mine is the company indicates will only recognize the user's mental state as, as less than a par but will suggest exercising activities to improve it, including light therapy, guided meditation, and self-affirmation. Barracuda reports that the mirror glass uses the company's AI-based KOS operating system to interpret expressions, gestures, and spoken words. So this mirror, since when you're in a bad mood, it says it can offer you some lights, soft flashing some lights at you that calms you down, or it can put you in a meditative state, or as it says here, it gives you self affirmations. Man, you look so handsome, Thomas. Man, that's a nice smile. You know, you look good today. You're gonna have a great day today. So this is a mirror. Now that was um called Be Mine. This is another mirror here. Magic mirror, I'm getting sick. Neurologic, a neural magic mirror. The magic mirror captures blood flow patterns and it analyzes them to determine heart rate, 
respiratory rate, blood pressure, cardiac workload, mental stress, diabetes risk, fatty liver disease risk, and other vital signs, um, disease possibilities. So this this right here, this is a one's trying to make you feel good. Since it's your bad, this one can sense if you're going to die pretty much and diagnose you. Mm-hmm. Well, you better go to the damn hospital. You know what I'm saying? So get in there, Beth. Um, yeah, no Yeah, 5GL. Oh, this one, this one's look my no plug. This EV one's on solar. I just told y'all about the Aptera CEV. This is a whole nother one. This is Squad Mobility, based in the Netherlands. They have this little um, two-seater plugless air EV. Um, guess how much it costs, Bev? Solar EV plugless. Six thousand two hundred fifty dollars. Six thousand two hundred fifty dollars. That's it. Runs on solar mm-hmm. panel. Only holds two people. Doesn't have any doors or windows or anything. It's probably, you know, say it only goes about fifty miles an hour. But if you're just doing city driving for sixty-two hundred dollars, never buying gas, you know, this is where they're going. They got everybody mm-hmm. riding around on goddamn bikes now. You know, so sure, what's yeah. new? What's different? <laughs> Do we really need a new way to cook? You got microwaves, toaster ovens, steam ovens, sous-vides, and air fryers, along with traditional gas and electric stores. Do we really need another cooking technology? Fiji attempts to pulse electricity fields. Cooking and baking to date. To date, the technology has been used for commercial food industry, mainly for pasteurization and liquid and semi-solid foods. CV says that the patented approach uses 90% less energy than a traditional oven and retains nutrients. The company promises CS demo baking blueberries in less than three minutes. So this is using pulse. Um, is what they call it, pulse electric field. Instead of microelectric fields, like our microwave uses, it uses a pulse electric field, and it cooks twice as fast and makes it twice as crispy. So, um, so do it have the radiation? It don't have the radiation like the uh, microwave do? I have no idea, Dev. I'm going to look into it. But I just thought that um, pulse, it says pulse. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. think I want to stand too close to that shit. You know, <laughs> I got a pulse. I don't want to lose my damn pulse. You know, but, um, <laughs> yeah, interesting. Um, beware of cats bearing gifts. The problem, some cats like to bring their owners gifts. Gifts of prey, that is, from hunting expeditions. The product, Flappy, is a cat door that recognizes the cat by its RFID chip and only opens the door when the cat is not carrying a gift. So if you got the little, you ever see the dog's bag, you got the door with the little square thing on the door, and the door just comes in the house to the little square thing? Right. You know what I'm talking right. about? Yeah. yeah. It has this for cats. This one's going to have a camera on it and a scanner. So only your cat, once your cat pulls up, 
It's going to scan its collar and get its RFID information, which is going to unlock the door, but it's only going to unlock the door if the cat isn't coming in with a mouse. Because if it's coming in with a with a gift, they call it a, a gift that it caught, you don't want it to come in your house with it. Right. So I just said, damn, they putting this shit on cat doors and stuff, man. This is smart Ooh. stuff is going to be everywhere. Yeah. You got any questions, Bev? Yeah. Um, when you do some research, do some research on that. The light wave, you know how now they got those patches out that they healing through that through some kind of ther- light therapy or vibration. Oh, therapy. light therapy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to know more about that. I do have a no hand problem. raised. Okay. Um, let me see. Um, area code 804-855. Area code 804. Okay. I must have put them to sleep. <laughs> oh, oh, no, they gone. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Tuck. Well, that was it. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm down to the end here, Dev. Um, seven serious concerns as transhumanism threatens our humanity and human race. So, um, can't can't let the year start off without talking about some transhumanism. Um, number one, billionaire transhumanists exploiting the masses for a globalist takeover. While in their quest for money and power, for their quest, while in their quest for money, power grab will take over the lead. The globalists want to reach the state of immortality. In spite of huge developments, of course, they see transhumanism as a way of becoming godlike, immortal beings. And um, we've been talking about the one to live forever and. All these ways they want to save their their brain so they can put it into something else, or all these human enhancements. Um, this is all real. They're spending billions, trillions. You know, when you got when you got ten billion, if you're Bill Gates, you're Warren Buffett, if you're Elon Musk, and you got a hundred billion dollars. What else are you gonna? What's more important than living? How much money I'm going to spend to live if I got $100 billion? You get what I'm saying, Ben? Right, right. I mean, what's more important for me to put my money in? Someone say, yo, come over here. If you just put $100 million, give me $100 million. I'm working on this therapy that will make you live an extra 10 years. Here, here it is. Take it. I, I got billions. I don't care. Take this hundred million mm-hmm. and figure that shit out for me, okay? <clears throat> so that's how that goes. Um, number two, irreversible losses to our spirituality and spiritual connection. To blindly, unquestionably, and unheededly accept transhumanism, just seeing it from the what what's in it for me point of view. Let me start that over. To blindly, unquestionably, and unheedingly accept transhumanism, just seeing it from the what's in it for me point of view, 
and all the cybernetic bionic enhancements, mind state changing pharmaceuticals, nanotech, roboticization, gene modifying biology, poises a serious threat. The serious threat is the loss of spirituality and spiritual power. The oneness that we are truly. One connects to God. Godness is all there is. This is where our human qualities reside. Love, caring, sharing, compassion, empathy, without which the whole human race is in whatever form would become tumbling down. And that's all true. When it, when song can be, it's like song being important to you. Um, you ever saw the show, the, the movie Bev, when Tom Hanks had the, the volleyball? The volleyball? Yeah, he, he was in a plane seen. accident, and he ended up on an island, mm-hmm. and he... um. He had all he had was this volleyball that washed up one day, and he put a face on the volleyball, and he would walk around the island talking to this ball because he's mm-hmm. on an island all by himself. Everyone thinks he's dead, um, and you know he he has to keep himself from going crazy. He created a friend. Oh, okay. yeah, I think I've seen that. Yeah, I think I've seen that. Long time ago. And then, yeah, then the volleyball washes away and he cries. Oh, you know, but either way, <laughs> he gets saved. He gets home. And he's in the room. And everyone's saying, oh, you done lost it. And he's just flicking the light on and turn it off. And turn the light on. Turn it off. And what, what I took from that is, He's thinking to himself, shit, this is this easy. I couldn't see shit at night for years. You know what I'm saying? Like, you to have a light with no, this is nothing now, you know? And that's what happens to humanity, right? <clears throat> when it's nothing for someone to just work out and get fit. When everybody's opinion is, I'm just going to go have a surgery and have him suck the fat out of me instead of running and getting it done yourself, then you start to lose the um you start to lose the um appreciation for exercising, right? Like Hollywood people, they don't exercise, they they go get the surgery done or Cardi B. Well when she gets too fat, she just go get sucked out, put into that. You know, now she got a brand new body, but she doesn't have appreciation for the exercising. And as we use more of this new technology, we're going to lose our appreciation for our spiritual connection to one another. As we're seeing now, more people aren't engaging with each other. They're engaging through a device. You know, that device has no feelings, has no spirituality. Um, <clears throat> that goes to number three, humanitarian forfeiture. And that's just pretty much, as I said in the article, to reiterate the relation to number two, all human qualities will have to be irreversibly forfeited. We have nothing but vicarious, loveless shells. 
shadows of what we used to be. If everything is just handed to you, you don't appreciate anything. It's like the spoil you did. You 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 know what I'm saying? He he doesn't appreciate nothing because he never had to work. You know, um, that played out in the movie with um George Bush called W, where he was just a fuck mm-hmm. up, and uh, his daddy was George Bush, the first George Bush. His mm-hmm. daddy's daddy was Prescott Bush, and Prescott Bush was first generation wealth. He had to work for his money. He's a no-nonsense, up early in the morning, kick his foot on his kid's ass type of father. And then George Bush grew up rich. So he didn't have the same drive as his father. He worked right. hard and did everything he was supposed to do because he was afraid of his father. Now he has his son, George Bush W. And W grew up rich. He ain't never had to care about money. He getting in trouble with the law. His daddy bailing him out saying, oh, damn, I wish I was more like my daddy, man. You would never get away with this stuff because he, you lose that appreciation. You lost that humanity. Money, it don't matter. He had nothing to work for in his life. He grew up his daddy's filthy rich, his granddaddy's filthy rich. He could just fuck off. It doesn't matter. He doesn't appreciate anything, you know? Mm-hmm. High, number four, hive mm-hmm. mind control. Okay, um, granted, the technology will be, well, let's go here. Um, as a summarization of the above, one through three, don't be fooled by the convenience, con, or offer of enhancement. Granted, these technologies will be great for those in need of disability aid and such things as prosthetic limbs, replacements, etc. But above all, ultimately, the technology will be used to dehumanize the masses. Masses will be integrated into unambiguous AI-controlled hive mind, the internet internet of things, becoming part of the AI-controlling hive mind. So we're seeing this now. We got to think the way they want us to think in order to use their platforms. You can't have an opinion that they don't want you to have or they'll punish you for having it. So after a while, if you see somebody get punished for having this opinion, then you're not going to have that opinion. So look at black people. How many black people did they have to punish but one? Kanye right back in his place. So he went on there and talked about he got $11 billion. They took all that shit from him. So you can't, you can't even bank with us no more, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Everything you have, we took from you. Have you heard a black person come out since say anything? Mm-hmm. No. One person in Hollywood, have they said anything about Israel's war? Nothing. Zero. No. They don't. So Not they always thing, right? attach, they attach that money to everything. So that's what you, that's a high mindset. Everybody mm-hmm. knows mm-hmm. if I say something, I'm going to get in trouble. So they high mind is telling them, I'm going to shut the fuck up and keep my job. You know what yeah. I mean? Number five, close surveillance of the masses. Close surveillance of the masses. 
Every aspect of the masses will be under close surveillance. For example, what about mass surveillance by monitoring drug doses to pills that are microchipped? <clears throat> Everything about surveillance, man, we did a lot of episodes on surveillance capitalism. This is how they're going to make their money. They got to surveil you. They, they got it all set up so surveillance is big money. If they can if they can see what you're doing and monitor you, somebody wants to pay for that information. It's the biggest yeah. industry in the world, bar none, is co- collecting data. Biggest yeah. industry in the world. Whose whose data they collect? What else is important to collect data on but humans? You understand? Like nothing else thinks for themselves. Where all this data being collected on us? They're not collecting data on bears. They don't care about what bears are doing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, number six, exposing major health issues. In recent years, more and more every day, vaccines, experimental drugs have been used and they're capable of changing human DNA. As we know, disturbing, not fully understanding the outcome these mRNA vaccines may incorporate into our DNA of the host, the body's host cells. They will irreversibly change our genetic makeup and how our genes express themselves. And that was um, number six. Then number seven, the last one, transhumanization and weaponization. The current onslaught of our humanity incorporates an invisible war using a variety of stealth weapons. There's the use of aerial spray chemicals, chemtrails, as we call them, nanobot, Mm -hmm. nanotechnology, psychotronics, implanting, scale of wave generation, energy directing, chemical weapons, magnetic technology, all designed to assault the human race. Most humans have no idea this is going on. And um, that's the end of that article. I thought it was interesting that they started the year off right by giving these quick title, Seven Concerns as Transhumanism Threatens Our Humanity and the Human Race. There's nothing human about transhumanism. And the key to transhumanism, once we accept Transgenders, that's it. They make us throw the trans. That transgender is going to turn into human. Trans, it's, it's the introduction. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going through now. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that was all I had, Bev. Okay. Well, we're down to our uh, last six minutes. And okay. um, and I I don't have any more hands raised, so you giving okay, us got, a lot got, about the, the technology. Mm-hmm. I got um Go one I want to give people to get on their own. It's a lot of people, okay. but this one is very in depth, and I want people to look and see if they could tell the difference. It's called mm-hmm. generative AI has a visual plagiarism problem. Generative AI has a visual plagiarism problem. 
And um, look okay. that up. It has a lot of um, pictures, and you got a one next to the next, and you comparing them. Um, but this one came out today. It's got GMO synthetic milk. It's called right. GMO yeah. synthetic milk. No antibiotics, no ham, no hormones, just dairy. A new completely lactose-free dairy. Dairy without cows. The fake milk sold by bored cows. And I've been seeing this in all the stores. I didn't know this wasn't real. It's B-O-R-E-D, cows. Fancy packaging, real nice packaging. Uses a wannabe whey protein called microflava, called perm-pofern, made by their partner, Perfect Day, a consumer biology company on a mission to create kinder, green, kinder, greener tomorrow by developing new ways to make foods we love today. <clears throat> Started with dairy owl. They claim their product is a new kind of animal-free milk alternative made with real milk protein from fermentation. Okay. Um, where come, where the milk to... come from? I see your voice leaving. And, uh, and, yeah, uh, yeah. <coughs> fermentation. <laughs> They said from fermentation, but let me go on here because I got this. Um, Health Research Institute, a nonprofit independent lab based in Philadelphia, Iowa, examined multiple samples of board cow's original flavor milk using mass spectrometry to test the claim that the synthetic protein it contains has the same as real milk protein. HR1, HRI, which is the Health Research Institute, compared these results of natural milk from, cash, from cat, grass-fed cows. It tested revealed 92 unknown molecules and fungicides mm-hmm. within the milk. And the synthetic milk protein used more than a dozen food brands sold in common grocery chains. So this milk is being used in foods Without them saying that they don't got milk, because it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So people, I'm trying to find out what food chemicals. It's straight chemicals that taste like milk. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, once again, it's called Bored Cow. B O R E D Cow. And you'll see it at your local, well, in New York, I'm starting to see it in the bodegas. As you go into the mm-hmm. corner stores, I see it as a, mm-hmm. um, next to the Yahoo and all the other chocolate milks and stuff. Mm. Wow. Yes, and I know they got meat out, too. That's not real meat, either. Yep, they got the synthetic milk, but now they're coming mm-hmm. with straight now I've I've like my daughter she drinks the almond milk and the oat milk, which is made from mm-hmm. grinding up the oats and that that's one thing because that's coming from something organic right the nut, right. but this is y'all straight chemicals, you know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, they really trying to get rid of humans. Uh, I got yeah. I do have a, a hand raised. Let me open their line okay. up. Um, three two three. Two oh seven. Hotel. Hotel. Peace. 
Better love. You got a question. Better love. Yeah, yeah, Tut. I just want to chime in, man, and just let you know I'm, we 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 here with you, rocking with you. Uh, I appreciate the the Friday night rotation, bringing in the Sabbath. But um, yeah, I just I just want to chime in to see what you had thought about the the Bitcoin ETF. I've been hearing about things getting approved and um you know just trying to get some of your insight in regards to the 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 crypto sphere oh man I, i'll be honest i saw that if something happened during the stock exchange with it a bunch of the people were there talking about it but this, it's been so big i haven't followed it but what my plan is, what I'm going to do, I have my cryptocurrency expert named L.A. Ramon. And I'm going to try to have L.A. come in next week. And L.A. will be able to break all that stuff down because L.A. follows it. Me, I just put my money there and I act like it's not there because I'm not going to touch it until I see what happens. You know, I don't try to, you know what I'm saying, even think about it. But he's like, this new one and that one and that one. So I'm going to let L.A. come on next week and um, knock it down. Hopefully he'll do the show. Hey, yeah, I appreciate you, Tut, man. Uh, again, uh, it's, it's becoming one of my favorite shows next to next to Baba Robert X's rotation, man. So just just keep up the great work. And uh, I appreciate you, Lucy B. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very appreciate much, Appreciate you. Thank Already. you. Thank you. All right, uh, Tugmos, thank you. Looking forward right, to next week. Uh, yes, and, love you uh, always. Take, thank you for the platform. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Better love, everyone. Better, Better love, love. Tugmos. Yes, ma'am. It's fun for all the Exactly. And as soon as I get over this acne, 
there's no way anybody could have stopped me. My gravity is the Wadiara, and all the mannerism descending out of order, and man start moving busy, locking up the corners, the streets and all the buildings. Me love you like a father, ready and me willing. Anything where you are not is lying. My dominion and me have similar thoughts. I share the same opinions. Me have it say it's not. With my best interests at heart, I'm following your path. Don't mind where you are what. The Caesar, the monsters, the grandiose, the monsters, the hell on earth pompers, Ellsworth, Bumpy Johnsons, the Harlemites, the Garveyites, black is the credit card we swipe, popping down the night for all of mine. I can see myself back at the Audubon, Malcolm on the podium, shells drop to linoleum, swipe those, place them on display at the Smithsonian, next to only gems that were left behind by holy men, infectious, charisma of those who gave us direction, the anti-sexes, resistance against oppression, Aggressive thinking, ghetto speakers, protesters against the colored only section to the genesis, the frost mixing, the contradiction, the cross, the crucifixion, the loss we took for sinning, all Easter's back inscription, that it was written, that nothing is coincidence, they took our leaders and they lynched them. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.